hustle culture is cute in theory, but eventually it leads to burnout and lack of fulfillment. Then again, as enticing as it sounds to sit in meditation for years as a monk, abandoning Western culture altogether is not really an option for most of us. So where is the in-between? I like to think of it as a world where dreaming big and living slow coexist. I'm Tia, host of Dream Big Live Slow, a podcast for entrepreneurs like myself seeking a life of soul-filled work that still allows time for those slow moments that make us feel the most alive. Join me as we break down realistic mindfulness tools used by real entrepreneurs working towards a life of both dreaming big and living slow. Also, be sure to check out the end of every solo cast episode for free guided meditations. All right, let's do this thing. Okay, I know I say it every single episode, um, but I can't get over the incredible guests that we're having on the show. And you guys are about to meet Quinn Clayton, and she's going to teach you all about syncing your life with your menstrual cycle. It is like mind-blowing all of the information and um, it's just a totally different approach to slowing down based on what your body is telling you. Um, I'll leave it at that. Can't wait for you to hear this episode, but before we dive in, please, please, please listen. If you listen are listening to this episode blah, 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 and you enjoy it, please just let me know. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And if you know someone who would also enjoy this episode and enjoy this podcast, please uh, send them the episode, send them um, to the podcast page. So much incredible content coming your way. And um, every Wednesday, tune in to the episodes. I promise they're just going to continually um, get better and better. And I am pouring my heart and soul into this podcast to give you all the mindfulness tools um, to help you with your day to day. So sending all my love to any of you out there. I can't wait for he- for you to hear this episode and I can't wait to hear from you when you are texting me, DMing me, emailing me about your thoughts. Okay. I'm being a little... Um, a little intense. Here is the episode. Hello, beautiful friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to Dream Big Live Slow today. um, We have the incredible Quinn Clayton with us. She is a personal trainer with a special focus in um, helping women sync their workouts and their lives with their um, menstrual cycles. So I have she is just a wealth of knowledge. I um, am so, her area of expertise is so unique and I'm just so excited to ask her all of the questions because mindfulness um, and meditation, a huge part of healing and mindfulness is tuning into your bodies. So that's why I thought Quinn would be perfect to have on. So hello, Quinn. Thank you so much for being here. I am so excited to be on your podcast, Tia. It is such an honor. Um, So yeah, I just so look forward to talking about this. This is just like my absolute passion and I'm just so excited. Hopefully that people will learn from how to be in tune with your body. Yay. You're the best. Okay. So can you just kind of get started on 
um, into how you really found this path. It's a very unique line of work, I feel like. Um, so how did it all start in terms of fitness and then getting interested in, you know, women like being in tune with your body in this way? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I feel like with anything, it starts with us, right? So um, my just story really is what spurred this on for me. Um, I had always like from when I was a young age, like struggled with like digestive issues and just stuff that was just like, I, I don't feel like I like just had like the normal childhood where you could just eat whatever you wanted and stuff. And so from a very young age, I had to be very conscientious of like what I was eating, moving my body, like everything like that. And then um, I just like literally from when I was, again, like two or three, I was like asking my mom, like, how are babies made? Like I was so young. I was like so – and so I feel like this passion for like women's bodies and how it works and everything like literally started from when I was super young. Um, and so as I've just like, you know, like grown up and everything like that, I just feel like it was just kind of like – my those two trajectories of like my passions just kind of like slowly slowly started coming together until there was like a mutual I was like oh my gosh like these these two things like totally are like interconnected um Mm -hmm. and just like how I've been doing it with my own body I've just seen such a difference just in how I feel and um I'm beginning to see that with my clients and how they feel like it's just so fun to see like how the two um are just interconnected it's awesome yeah, very cool. Um, can you talk a little bit about um, – give us just a little brief introduction into this work. Um, for people who don't know, there are different phases of the cycle, correct? So yes. <laughs> what does that mean? And like, you know, where do you even start? Well, yeah. I mean, there is like <laughs> – I know like I've read so much about this, but um, just like broad terms, broad overview, there are four phases to your menstrual cycle. Um, so the first one is what most women know is your your actual menstrual cycle. Um, so the week of your bleed, um, it can typically last in between three and seven days just depending on your body. Um, and then from there – and I, I should say this – there are four phases, but like how our hormones and everything like that fluctuate are, is a very slow and gradual process. So even as I'm saying like you're in the second phase of like your follicular phase, like this is a very slow and gradual process that your body takes you through um, in your cyclical mm. flow. So uh, once you're done menstruating, then you move into your follicular phase, um, which is the phase right before you ovulate. It is when your estrogen begins to ramp up as well as your FSH, which is your follicular stimulating hormone or your follicular follicle stimulating hormone and then your LH, which is your luteinizing hormone and then also your testosterone as well. So, um, that is all ramping up as you, to the point of whenever you're going to ovulate, um, which Mm. obviously then you're, you know, the third phase is your ovulatory phase. So that's typically, you know, in between three and five days, again, all depending on your body. And then after you ovulate, all of those hormones that I just mentioned drop off. Um, and that is when you move into your luteal phase, which I almost feel like your luteal phase should have two halves to it because how you feel like right after you ovulate is usually drastically different than how you feel like towards the end of your uh, cycle, right before you start your period wow. again, as your progesterone and everything like that uh, drops off or ramps up and then drops off and your period starts. So those are your four phases. It's your menstrual, your follicular, your ovulatory, and then your luteal phase. Um, that are the four phases of your menstrual cycle. 
Okay, so cool. Um, wow. <laughs> Is anyone like, uh, what just happened? Right? Um, I know most people are like, I know I'm in straight, like, and maybe there's like an ovulatory phase in there. Like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. So can you talk a little bit about what this looks like for you then when you have kind of synced up your whole life, your workouts and and everything with these phases. Like what has this looked like for you? How has it changed things for you? Can you talk about your experience? Yeah. So kind of first before I even talk about my experience, like I know I went over the four phases, but like kind of need to know what's happening with your hormones during that time. So mm-hmm. um in the first you know like whenever you menstruate that your hormones have all dropped off. So they're at your absolute lowest point and then they slowly gradually rise. So your estrogen, everything like that. So the estrogen, that's what gives you your energy. You feel good. You feel social. Um, you have a higher libido. You um, are feeling like you can get all the things done. Like you have a mile long to-do list and you can knock it out. Um, it's also the time of the month whenever you can do more like hit cardio, running, that sort of thing. Um, So that's kind of just helpful to know as far as like why you're feeling, you know, good about your life kind of thing whenever you're in that phase. And then as you move more into like whenever their hormones have dipped and dropped off after your ovulatory phase um, and you move into your luteal phase, that's whenever you're progesterone begins to ramp up as well as your estrogen again ramps up in your luteal phase. And why women experience PMS is if there is an imbalance in your estrogen and your progesterone. Um, So through your lifestyle and your eating choices and how you move your body um, can all play a big factor and a big role in how you experience PMS. Uh, PMS, and especially also if you've been diagnosed with something like PCOS or endometriosis, fibroids, or anything like that, that can also play a role. Um, I hope this is all making sense. But basically, after your um, ovulatory phase, when all your hormones have dropped off, then you know, as like I said, your estrogen, your progesterone begin to ramp up, and that that relationship is kind of in how your body responds to your estrogen and progesterone is how you experience um, PMS. But um, I want to make sure that I'm clear that even though PMS is common, it's not normal. So women should not experience PMS, cramps, bloating, acne. Um, all of those have just been kind of like, oh, it's just a part of being a woman. But um, if you are correctly supporting your body, that you really should be able to just menstruate and know that's the week the, and phase that you're in. But um, it really shouldn't be something that like puts your life on hold or feels like you know, you're know you spinning out of control. So um, that's, I feel like, a really important point to make. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of just how I operate as according to the different phases of my cycle. Yeah, yeah. And then your own personal experience, can you talk about that, about how like it has changed things for you, how your life has changed when paying attention to these things? Um, any examples of that? Oh my gosh, yes. So I used to be a um, – I trained for several half marathons. Like I was a runner. I was just like to me – I don't know if this makes it. I'm a three on the Enneagram. So if I'm going to do anything, like I have to do it like to the absolute best and excellence. And so like I always took it to the extreme and my body began to show signs of like, hey, we we can't maintain this. Um, and so even like interesting things like whenever you are in your um, – in your follicular phase and your estrogen is really high, women can even be a little bit more like injury 
injury prone um, because of um, the relax and everything like that and how estrogen affects your muscular skeletal system. Um, And so even like little things like I would, you know, now thinking back like, oh my gosh, I was doing all that running probably during my like, you know, follicular phase. And now my knees are like, I hate you because, uh, you know, you're just a lot more injury prone during that phase. So again, I was like, I was just like going hard, like running all the time. Um, And I had painful periods. Like I had really severe cramps, bloating, um, tons of clotting, Mm -hmm. or my cycles would be really long, like 45 days, which is not normal. Um, Like just a lot of things that my body was showing me, these signs and symptoms of like, hey, this is not how we feel best supported. And I just wasn't listening to it. And it wasn't until after I had my first baby that I was just, I feel like your whole perspective changes after you become a mom, especially like your view on your body and everything like that. So it was so healing for me to like walk through those nine months um, when I realized like, oh, I need to be like supporting my body, not just for like, you know, why do you only do that whenever you're pregnant? Like I should be supporting my body and taking care of it whenever I'm not pregnant. Um, And so, yeah, kind of like I knew I wanted to do things differently once I had him and um, so yeah, just I began to – and I feel like too, like I did a little bit more of like a natural route with like uh, my pregnancy and I just feel like it like really opened my eyes to just like how amazing our bodies are and um, my my midwife was really good to explain different things to me and why they were happening and just I, I kind of like through that process of learning how to just like love my body again after having a baby really just kind of spurred this idea of like if I'm going to like – work out and be in tune and like eat according to when I'm pregnant. Like why wouldn't I do that with like how my hormones are and everything like that whenever I'm menstruating. Right. And, um, so yeah, that kind of is what, uh, spurred and sparked that idea. And I'd always wanted to become, you know, a certified personal trainer and I just kind of like coupled that together. And, um, it's really, you know, just, have seen such a difference on like, I haven't had an injury in I don't know how long. I feel like I have so much energy. I have purpose, like even in my business, like little things Mm -hmm. like I know to like film reels or take a bunch of pictures or do different things like during my like follicular and my ovulatory phase because I feel Mm -hmm. a lot more social then. And then I have content to, you know, post or do different things when I'm in more my luteal phase and I don't feel like being social. And I just kind of want to crawl up on the couch and be a lot more like in tune and, you know, not that you have to sit around and drink tea and journal all the time, but um, it certainly <laughs> has helped me just like learn my body and know that there's nothing wrong with me and um, just, yeah, yeah, how I can better overall support myself. That is so fascinating because um, I think, yeah, first with the f- with the working out and the movement, it's like, you know, people say a lot of the time, like, listen to your body, but mm-hmm. this is kind of like a roadmap to be like, okay, am I just feeling like what, you know, why am I feeling the way that I'm feeling? I right. Guess. Absolutely. And, and, um, and also, yeah, I, it's, I have seen your, your content before. I love it. I watch everything you post. Mm. Um, and is it like, uh, not counterproductive to, even like do certain movements and stuff when when you are in certain phases of your cycle like if you're going hard in a phase that you need to you know you're more prone to injury like it's just you build muscle differently in those is that kind of like the case like it's like actually counterproductive <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean and i think it's important to note that like i mean women are only represented in about 30 to 39% of workout 
studies that are done. And so, and usually Ooh. those women are um, peri- you know, like menopausal. So even their hormones are not the same as how they are. You know, they're not lo- no longer in the cyclical flow that we are in your reproductive years. Um, and because of that, so like even like you should be doing, you know, strength training through three or four times a week and, you know, cardio as well. And then our workouts and, um, only take one rest day or, you know, whatever the new science is, whatever that's coming out. Like that's really only been tested on a very small percentage of women and really only tested on, on the male hormones, which they have a 24 hour cycle to their bodies. Um, but it's, you know, really important that women learn to tap into that 28 day cycle, you know, average of what women have their cycles length is, um, so yeah, that's kind of just that's fascinating, isn't it? Fascinating. So yeah, it really yeah. is important to learn how your hormones respond um, to workouts during different phases of your cycle. Uh, like it's yeah. so much more productive to uh, do more like a Pilates or a bar style workout whenever you're in your luteal phase, or like a long walk, like a gentle stroll. It doesn't even have to be like a power walk. Um, whereas you know your body can totally handle like the intense weightlifting and different things like that in your ovulatory phase. So it's just it's so fascinating. It's been and it's yeah. just been like one of the best things that's happened to me <laughs> to learn yeah, about this. And I mean, I and I fall into this trap of like my husband and I both have always loved working out. Yeah. And that's actually how we like met was Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. And I was super I've been I did CrossFit for years mm-hmm. and stuff. Um but then when I got pregnant, same thing, uh, like something shifted where I just mm-hmm. like really was listening to my body and I barely worked out. I worked out my pregnancy, but just like super like light, like chill, stuff. low impact. Um, yeah. 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 And, um, and I, and now that I'm postpartum, you know, I'm getting, I'm wanting to get back, but I'm like comparing myself to my husband. And I have always done this where it's right. like, why can he work out every single day? <laughs> right. Like, like, this is my mental health. And I'm like, I can't do that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. It's just certain days I'm like, I can't do it. And mm-hmm. this has just been really eye-opening and I'm eager to learn more um, about all this, literally thanks to you, Quinn. So (laughs) That's so awesome. That makes me so happy. And I feel like women need to give themselves more credit. Like I just feel like, yes, I'm giving you a roadmap. I'm giving you the blueprint of your body, but women are so much more intuitive than we even realize we are to our own bodies. Mm. So like, I feel like we know that, but because of, you know, all the stuff that you can, you know, Dr. Google that you can research about working out or eating or different things like that. Like if you research that, you're like, well, of course I'm supposed to be working out every day. But again, that's done on male bodies and male hormones, which are just, we're not small men. So it's very. Right. very wow. And so we talk a little we talked a little bit more about the working out and syncing everything with with fitness and movement. What about work itself? Can you get a little bit more into that cuz I've even seen you share some things about how like social media can feel like more of a burden during mm-hmm. certain phases of your cycle and so how do you sync up even your work schedule kind of with um with your cycles and how has that how has that changed things for you as well? Well, I would definitely say I'm still a work in progress. Are we all on that? I feel like <laughs> again, like I said, I'm a three on the Enneagram. So like I can definitely tend to err on the side of like just push through. Like I can make it happen still. But um my goal and intention for every month is really to um have time to rest and recharge whenever I'm in my menstrual cycle. So um, my goal would be to just like have all my work stuff, you know, I mean, and again, 
I want to be compassionate to the fact that not all women can just, you know, plan their work schedule around their menstrual cycle, but, and I can even get a little bit more into how you can support yourself if for whatever reason, you know, you have a really busy work schedule or something that lands on your menstrual cycle, your body, you know, can handle it, but it's just, if there's ideals, like this is what I'll talk about is ideals and then what happens whenever there's not ideals. So ideally I would rest during my menstrual cycle, not feel like I, maybe I have some pre-recorded stuff to post on Instagram or different things like that, where I just don't have to manage it as much. And then as again, I move into like my follicular phase and my ovulatory phase, that's when you feel very social. So um, I currently, you know, do like a cyclers program to like help support women throughout their um, cycles for 12 weeks. And I like, even for that, like I plan to record and uh, do everything like to get all that set up during my like ovulatory phase because I knew I would be like at the top of my game um, Mm -hmm. during that time to like record videos. And then as you move into your luteal phase, so in the first half of your luteal phase, you can usually still feel pretty energized and everything like that because your progesterone really has not begun to ramp up until about five to seven days after you've ovulated. Um, And so that is when you can still feel really I feel like you can be a lot more in tune and a lot more creative during that phase, but you not might not feel as um, social. So I kind of like to compare like your luteal phase to even how you are, like if you've been pregnant before, to your nesting phase. So you can mm-hmm. still get a lot of stuff done. And again, it's like because we have like the ev- elevated levels of like estrogen, progesterone, everything like that during our pregnancies, like there's that elevated levels of like progesterone and estrogen during the end of your luteal phase. So it kind of can mimic that in a way. So I even like plan, you know, like for house stuff, like I will, like, if I'm going to clean out a pantry or closet, I'm going to do it in my luteal phase because you are so like incredibly focused. Um, and your body intuitively knows that you're probably about to, you know, go into like a rest mode with your menstrual phase. So, um, even in my like luteal phase, I, you know, I'll edit like the videos or edit pictures or do different things like that whenever, um, I'm, in my luteal phase. So that's kind of like, again, it's a work in progress, but um, just for, yeah, my work and everything like that, that's kind of how I've tried to manage my cycle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just fascinating to me. And can I ask like, um, with pregnancy and breastfeeding, like, um, since I'm on this journey and right, you're like, I'm right there. (laughs) Um, you know, what, how does, is there like ways that, you know, you can honor your body with your work and your, and your, um, workouts and stuff? Like, is it similar? And do you do that kind of work? Do you help women with that? Yeah. So I do have a couple of breastfeeding clients that I tell them, you know, my main goal is to make sure that you are eating nutrient dense foods because it is so incredibly important to make sure that you are uh, supporting your body through the foods that you're eating, getting enough fats and carbs and protein and everything like that. You don't mm-hmm. have the same cyclical flow that you do whenever you are, um, you know, menstruating. So, um, in pregnancy, honor that season and that phase of your life. I mean, you go, it's kind of like I view it as like, in the grand scheme of life, it's like another, it's like an additional nine month cycle that you go through. And then breast, if you decide to breastfeed, like that's another additional, however many months that you really just need to honor. Um, and of course, like always listen to your body. Every, every woman is different. Um, I knew that I wanted to get back into working out like right away for, with Asher, but you know, deep down, it was probably like with wrong motives. Like I just like wanted to jump back into it. Um, and so it was like, 
And then when I tried to, my body was like, "Uh uh-uh, this is like, no. And so I had to learn to be like, I'm going to listen and like honor my body in this phase. Um, I mean, I feel like if women did nothing else other than walk for 30 minutes a day uh, during this phase, I mean, you're you're, uh, breastfeeding and and being pregnant. Like, I mean, that's like one of the best things you can do for your body. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can still, you know, work out and do everything, but it's just not going to be the same cyclical flow that we follow um, because your hormones aren't going through that peak of like being low and then rising and then dropping off again uh, like they do whenever you are ovulating. So mm. it is different, okay. absolutely, but you can still really honor where and your body's at. Do you feel – this is making me think. Do you feel that having all this information and knowledge of your body like helps you – have more compassion for yourself and be kinder to yourself? Um, And do you think it can help other women as well? Like for me, that's what's initially coming to mind is, you know, I'm like, it can beat myself up about why can't, you know, I, why don't I have the energy to move my body or, or am I just lazy or something, you know, or whatever it is, or even with work, why am I feeling so unmotivated today? Do you feel like Mm -hmm. it's helped you even have a better mindset and and mentally, I guess. Absolutely. I feel like that is such a crucial point. And I feel like women can be our worst critics. Um, I mean, we can beat ourselves up so quickly. Um, and so I feel like, again, this is just like a roadmap or a blueprint of learning how to honor your body, to love yourself. I feel like this is like, I mean, like what all women want is like going, I have this like newfound knowledge that I'm again not being lazy. I'm not, you know, just someone that doesn't want to work or anything like that. It's like literally our um world has just been structured around almost like the male hormone cycle, which is that 24 hour where they're ready to go like in the morning their testosterone and everything like that is like at their peak. So how our workday is even scheduled is kind of more around like their cycle and flow. So they, you know, and then as like the morning goes on, their testosterone begins to like slow down. So like, that's typically like when meetings are. So like when they're most creative, that's whenever they're, you know, like meetings are scheduled. And then like whenever their hormones are dropping off and getting, you know, lower for the night, that's when, you know, you might like chill on the couch and watch some Netflix. So even like how our like workforce has been set up has been kind of cycle, like, structured around the male cycle, which is called the circadian rhythm, which women do too. Like they have the circadian rhythm as well, but then women also have what, you know, what I'm talking about is the infradian rhythm, which is that 28 day cycle flow. And so like our workforce just doesn't really honor that. And I wish I like long-term goal is that we, you know, like this becomes newfound knowledge that like we need to honor this cycle and flow as well. Um, and I hope that the more, you know, women can speak up and learn and know their bodies that like we can start to like not, I mean, demand it is the wrong word, but like you can begin to orchestrate your work and everything like that around your cycle and your flow and honor that. Uh, I have chills because I I just haven't thought of it that oh, – <laughs> I, <just haven't> <laughs> I just kicked uh, – kicked my seat. Um, I haven't <laughs> thought of it that way in yeah. like in terms of how freeing it can be for mm-hmm. a woman to have this knowledge of her body. And it's like, <laughs> I know you're like trying not to be all down with the patriarchy. but Right. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like tiptoeing around that a little bit, but I mean, for but real. Hint, hint, um, <laughs> down with the patriarchy. Right. Um, <laughs> because yeah, I just have never, I had, I had no clue. 
And mm-hmm. so I want to just say on behalf of women, like, thank you for doing this work. Um, because right. So need it, you know? Um, and yeah, I just, I just think it's so, so powerful. Um, so how, and let's dive into motherhood too. I mean, mm-hmm. like, how are you running your business? And this doesn't necessarily have to do with, you know, your, your, the phases of your cycle, but it can, I guess, but just like balancing, balancing. I don't love, I don't love the word balance. I feel like does balance yeah. even exist? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, how are you fi- finding time, you know, with mm-hmm. motherhood and running your business and what has that been like for you? Um, because you, you, I know you love your babe so much and, yeah. um, you know, that's number one for you. So, mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yes. I love being a mom so much is literally changed my life for the better. I'm like such a better human after <laughs> having to take care of someone else. So I'm so grateful that I got to be a young mom and it's just been the best thing that's happened to me. Um, I mean, like I said, I think balance is a mirage. Like I don't, I don't believe it exists, but, um, I, I, it's, I, ironically, I feel like even the, the phases of your cycle can even support you in motherhood. Like, even little example is like, so, you know, Asher is two. He's a busy two-year-old. Oh my goodness. He's so busy. But <laughs> I even like try to like plan for like, if he's going to have like a show to watch or different things like that, like I'm okay with him watching more like media time and different things like that. Whenever I'm in my, like into my luteal and my menstrual phase and I'll plan for us to do like play dates and get out of the house more and, uh, you know, play games and do different things like that. Whenever I'm in more my like follicular and my ovulatory phase, because I just don't feel as like blah, you know? Um, and so, yeah, like there's even like little ways that you can support yourself during motherhood. Um, and I know that will continue to grow as he, you know, can talk more and everything like that, you know, like have the harder conversations whenever you're maybe (laughs) if you can, you know, I mean, how I deal like, you know, whenever you're like in your, uh, follicular in your, uh, ovulatory phase. So I feel like it can totally like, you know, be balanced, but as far, I mean, not balanced, you can totally incorporate (laughs) even your cycle into, um, motherhood as well. But as far as finding balance, I mean, I, again, like I said, I feel like balance is mirage, but, um, I do try to get up earlier, um, to get things done before he gets up. Um, I feel like that, you know, I feel like I'm ready and excited whenever he gets up, if I like get up early. Um, but I, I try to do that more like in my follicular and my ovulatory phase and then allow time to go to bed early and, um, just maybe take a bath or, you know, like try to have a little bit more, I know this is a buzzword, but like self care or like just more intentional time of like where I slow down, um, in the evening times, like whenever I'm in my luteal phase. And I just, you know, if I do that, I'm more, um, I feel more supported, you know, whenever motherhood demands, you know, whatever motherhood is demanding of you from that day. If I just take some time for myself at the end of the day and um, certainly get off social media more. I mean, I can't encourage that enough whenever you're, especially in your luteal and your menstrual phase, whenever you can just feel a little bit more introspective, you can feel even a little bit more lonely. Um, So Mm. being on social media certainly doesn't help that if you're, you know, just always absorbing, you know, what everyone else is doing. And who knows, you know, the people who are living their fantastic lives are probably in their ovulatory phase. And then you're jealous because you're in your luteal phase. So, uh, you know, I'm like, it's a highlight reel, like have perspective. So um, I hope that answers your question. But yeah, that's kind of like what I do as far as like motherhood. And it's always a learning process. I'm not an expert on it by any means. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, it's fast. It's just so fascinating, though, and right. I, and I love how, um, yeah, our so much. And I've talked about this multiple times on the podcast, but so much of our self care can be very rigid in terms of like every single day. I need to. It's not even about just working out. It's like mm-hmm. I need to move my body, but I also need to, you know, journal for this many minutes and then meditate and then mm-hmm. you know go for my walk and like so rigid and. Um, that we think that that's how we're supporting ourselves best, but this is offering this alternative perspective mm-hmm. and information about for women how supporting yourself doesn't necessarily mean a daily routine, but almost like a a monthly, a monthly yeah, like absolutely structured routine. It's fascinating. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, you just don't need as much even like time to yourself whenever you're more in your like follicular and your ovulatory phase and you just need to factor in more time uh especially mm-hmm. like and i mentioned that you know I, I think it was the question of like how to balance work and obviously like not all women can um plan their work schedules around you know your cycle but it can be so important to even just know like okay let's say you know a big work meeting or you know like something landed during my menstrual phase like take time like don't get on your phone after work and take a bath like maybe have like read a book instead of turning on a show like there's different ways that you can support yourself um during mm-hmm. the different phases even if your you know work schedule can't exactly just you know bend to every whim of your uh menstrual phase and your you know all the cycle phases I truly love that so much. Um, so I guess, yeah, one of my last questions, this podcast is about um, like slowing down. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is just the perfect um, topic um, for this podcast because it's using, you know, mindfully, even when you can't change your life, you know, like take out things in your schedule to slow right, down. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Idyllic as that would be. <laughs> right. It's more about your mindset um, mm-hmm. and using mindfulness tools and um, living more mindfully in order to feel things, appreciate things in a slower way. So mm-hmm. what are some ways that you do that? Um do you how do you kind of find slowness in the chaos? <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, like I said, it's always like a balancing act and I think it just I mean, always a learning process. Certainly not an expert on stillness. I'm like a go-getter. So, <laughs> I feel like this is a good thing for me to evaluate about myself, but um I think, you know, for every woman it can be different, but really just evaluating what brings you joy. Uh for me, being off of social media brings me joy. Uh, taking a bath brings me joy. Being outside brings me joy and brings me stillness. Uh, doing, you know, yoga at night is such a grounding thing for me. Um, I think, you know, and for, you know, um, what another woman may be listening and being like, well, that doesn't bring me joy, but like learning how to support yourself and what, um, yeah, brings you stillness, what brings you mindfulness and really what grounds you is going to be different for everyone. Um, and again, it kind of going back to the four phases of our menstrual cycle. Um, you know, for me, like bringing stillness to my life is, uh, you know, really 
tackling that to-do list in my follicular and my ovulatory phase because then I can have more um, leisure time during my luteal phase and in my menstrual mm-hmm. phase when I need just that more introspection, when I um, want to just not talk as much. And um, yeah. I feel like those are kind of just different ways that uh, again, learning process. Uh, I would certainly say uh, food is a big one. I mean, and mm-hmm. reducing chronic stress. One of my biggest, you know, takeaways from just oh gosh, I've read so many books about this, but um, is you can't out supplement, out exercise, out eat chronic stress. And so, um, really, mm-hmm. just being intentional with your time to um, not feel like there's just going to be this like. And I don't even want these like, you know, what I'm talking about with like, you know, supporting your four phases is like, I feel like everyone is looking to like crack the code for like, you know, wellness and crack the code for health and just like, how do we create this like perfect, uh, you know, mm. ideal yeah. where we're just like, you know, always fit and everything like that. And it just like, it's not, it's going to be a fluctuating journey and it changes and, um, you know. It's it's going to look different for different phases of your life. Like for you, you know, doing CrossFit and working out intensely before you had a baby was how you supported yourself. And then, you know, you realized and were more in tune whenever you were pregnant, like, oh, I just want to do something more low impact. And both of those are were health and wellness for that phase of your life. And um, so, yeah, I think just really taking That's time powerful. just to like, yeah, just sit back and go, what, what, what is um, – what is stillness? What is mindfulness for me in this season of my life? And that can change and giving yourself the grace to change and letting your body fluctuate and, um, you know, might have times of being really toned and then may have times of being soft and, uh, just really learning to accept that and, um, letting it be okay that you can change. And so, yeah, right. That's so good. That's, that's one of, um, in my mindfulness studies, one of the ancient like Zen tradi- or, or yeah. Zen teachings is very much yeah. about how like your freedom and your peace come when you remember that life is constantly changing, the mm. impermanence and insubstantiality of life. So that's very powerful. And I think that just remembering that life will we to be fluid with life and to mm-hmm. be fluid with your cycle even and it's just like all all connected and mm-hmm. um yeah i think it's all very powerful quinn thank you so much for being here can you tell people how they can work with you because i know that i'm interested in signing right up. <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh, tell me more so yeah i mean i so basically right now i am doing something called a cyclers program so it's a 12 week program um where i you know there's different um, like levels, tiers that you can sign up for where I either give you four workouts for the month, eight workouts for the month, or 12 workouts for the month. Um, and they all are specific for the phase and cycle, uh, like the, the phase of your cycle that you're in. So that would mean that whenever you're in your menstrual phase, you're doing more like yoga, gentle walking, um, that sort of thing. And then as you move into your follicular phase, that's when I would have you do more like um, intense, you know, you could, depending on also to where you're at in your fitness, but like, it could either be from a range of like, Hey, we're going to do variations of like brisk walking and jogging to like doing intense hit workouts. And then in your ovulatory phase, you would do more like weight training and, um, you know, almost like CrossFit style stuff. And then as you, again, all depending on where you're at in your fitness level. And then as you move into your luteal phase, that's when I would have you do, um, more like, 
bar workouts, Pilates, yoga, that sort of thing, or just taking the day off. I mean, I, you know, I'm like, if you need to rest, like a nap is totally fine. Um, it's not laziness whenever you're in your like luteal and your menstrual phase. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like what I do. And then I also help women support them through, um, their nutrition, um, eating a whole food diet. Uh, I mean, and diet, I know that can be like a trigger word for so many people, but diet in the nutritional world just means the food that you're putting into your body um, to support yourself. So eating nutrient-dense, rich whole foods. Um, and yeah, just making sure that you're getting vitamin D, getting outside, um, making sure you're drinking enough water. Like, I mean, you go, it's it's crazy. Like how many people are like, oh, I just, you know, I'm not feeling good, but are you getting outside for 30 minutes a day? Are you drinking water? Are you moving your body? Well, no. I'm like, well, then don't be shocked if you don't feel good. So, um, yeah, that's kind of right now what I'm doing is just a 12 week program where kind of offer all those things and support. And then there's also a Facebook group, um, of women on there that we're all supporting each other and just encouraging each other, um, to eat well, to eat better. And as well, just to, yeah, support each other in our, each phase of our cycle and how we should work out according to that phase. Great. Okay. Awesome. And do you have a website or what's the best way to reach you? So right now it's Instagram. I am currently working okay. on my website right now. Um, like I said, this is like, I feel like I've ramped up really fast and now I'm like, oh, I should have things like a website and probably an email. <laughs> so yeah, you can, I mean, I do have a, a business email, but um, yeah, probably right now the best way is to, and I have, I'm putting out a lot of free resources and different things like that on my Instagram um, as well. So yeah, I feel like that would probably be the the best way to reach me for right now is just my Instagram. What's your handle, Quinn? Clayton? Oh, it's Quinn. Quinn. It's yeah, it's Quinn A Clayton at perfect. Not at gmail.com. I was about to say at gmail.com. It's just Quinn A Clayton <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> at Instagram. <laughs> Can you tell I'm new at this? I'm like, it's at Instagram. <laughs> oh, oh that's my gosh. hilarious! Oh, oh, I love well. it. Okay, I'm. I never perfect. promised to be a techie. <laughs> okay. We can we can um, know that from you then. Expect that. <laughs> right. Um, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. And um, I can't wait for everyone to hear this. Oh, I'm so excited. And I hope it, I mean, my mission right now is like, if it just helps one woman, um, then everything is worth it. So I'm just so grateful for this opportunity to reach more women and for them to hear about this. And um, that it just hopefully lights a fire, starts a spark of learning their bodies. Okay, was that not incredible? Um, Thank you so much for tuning in, you guys. I can't wait to hear what you thought of the episode. Be sure to reach out, share it with your friends, share it on social media. Um, This podcast is not sponsored. I'm doing this um, because I truly love it. I love telling these stories.